that was really the point for me. It was just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this full time. I'm going to take the biggest risk I've ever taken on myself. I'm leaving everything behind. I packed up all my stuff, put it in storage and uh, essentially stayed with family for the next year. That, this is like, it was almost like the universe was giving me the opportunity. Like, okay, you're not going to leave your job. We're going to do it for you. Welcome to the Wealthy and Well Woman, a podcast that celebrates choosing a life of overflow. If you're looking to grow your business, live on purpose, and feel your best while doing it, then you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Kat Sanuski, the business coach for wellness leaders and visionary female entrepreneurs, founder of Be Well Events and international yoga teacher and trainer. My goal in this podcast is to help you curate your life by design and claim your dream business by giving you actionable tips and trainings that help you get out of your own way, step into your power, and monetize your magic. I'll be bringing you a thought, training, or interview from experts that will help you break through your fears, take action, and grow into those massive visions that you can't stop thinking about. I am so happy you're here. Now let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. Today, we have an amazing guest, Sarah Lachance. Sarah is the energetic queen. Her soul's destiny is to share her gifts of healing and wisdom with humanity. She leads Reiki healing and trainings, light language healing and trainings, teaches yoga, and creates her own malas. And they're beautiful. I've seen them. She is also passionate about working with the mysteries of the universe and teaching soulful leaders to step into their power and to connect with their ancient. Sarah, you already know how much I love you. We did an Instagram live actually earlier this week and it didn't save the audio. So this is like our round two with this beautiful um, client feature episode. And um, so, yeah, so happy and to have you on the show today and welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, I am so excited for this. Yes. Second round. (laughs) I know. Round two. Let's go. (laughs) Um, So just to kick off here, can you share, I know I've done your your bio and an intro for you, but can you just share your magic with us? Anything about what brought you to this point in your journey and kind of what led up to this? Yes. Um, just a little bit um, deeper background about me. Uh, when I was a child, I would see spirits at the end of my bed. And I remember running down the hallway to like hide behind the wall that my parents were sitting, you know, watching TV and they would always find me and bring me back. But night after night I was there because I could see the spirits. I could always feel energy very strongly when I was little, I could read people's energy, but I really shut that down. I shut that off for most of my life and I became a designer. So I was a designer for 20 years and eventually it became um, really exhausting. I got really burnt out and I was around a lot of toxic people really taking in their energy, not realizing that I was empathic. And I turned to yoga to have a little stress relief. And that ended up kind of being the catalyst of what changed my path. I took a yoga certification. um, And by the time I was done that, I knew I wanted to help others. I knew I had already shifted. So I kind of went down the magical rabbit hole. And (laughs) now I'm a Reiki master. I teach all the things. And I'm so passionate about helping others find their, you know, destiny and their journey. I love that so much. And I love that you had this intuition, you had these experiences when you were so young and kind of like navigating that and tapping into that and then trying to silence it and and push it aside for a while. 
And I think that's so common with people that have more of these intuitive gifts to kind of try to cloud those or to just get rid of them. And how did that show up? I'm just curious. How did that show up in your life? Like when you were a designer and when you were trying to just push those, those gifts to the side, what did that create in you and your life? Like how was, how did that feel? Mm, Yes. Um, I definitely lacked boundaries. Um, and that's one of the things about empaths is like, we, we need to really work on our boundaries because we can feel everything so, so deeply. And oftentimes empaths were, um, children in homes that had very unstable parents, or you never knew what you were going to get from them. So you had to kind of be hypersensitive. So we kind of taught ourselves this. Um, so I think being in fashion, Um, I could feel everything so deeply. I mean, the pressure was so heavy to be in fashion, like do this, you know, do these three designs and, you know, get them done by noon or, you know, it was like an unrealistic timeline. Hmm. So like feeling the negative energy of other people, I always started taking that on. I never had boundaries. You know, I would be tired. I, you know, as empaths, we need to rest and I would be tired and I wouldn't give myself that. And so I think it created a lot of, um, blocks in my life and a lot of, um, uncertainty, unhappiness, suffering, not really accepting who I was and shutting down who I was because I felt shame around it. Or I felt like people were going to think I was crazy. And so, um, you know, coming from a very new England family, it's, <laughs> it's a very conservative. So that's not really in the realm of what, you know, what I was brought up to be around. So I think, And interestingly, in my, in working in fashion, everyone always saw me as, um, you know, wanting like a reading or something. This is even before I was doing readings, they would like bring their dream books in. They would want me to interpret their dreams. And it was like, I remember one birthday party they had for me. It was like a witch party, (laughs) you know, this is before anything. And so those were my signs right there that I was getting. I I love that. Like, I love that that was coming through before you even started down this path. And I know you said yoga was part of your journey. When did you decide? I don't know if it's like when you did your yoga teacher training or something, but when did you decide, okay, I need to follow this pull because you were a designer for 20 years. So when did you finally get to the point where you're, you know, noticing all of these blocks, you're tired, you're also getting this pull towards doing readings to, you know, things that are happening synchronistically behind their, not behind the scenes really, but kind of what, what was that kind of like breaking point or that decision to say, okay, I'm going to go for this. Mm, Yes. Yeah. Well, I had started after I finished uh, my yoga certification, I ended up taking another one. I started teaching at a small little studio in Burbank, California. I would teach after I got off work and I started doing these meditations and people really love them. And then I added Reiki in and I was loving it, but I was also working and doing that. So getting really burnt out and started doing readings on the weekends. And it was in 2020, I was at my job and I couldn't, I can't describe the feeling. It was like probably February. And I thought, I'm not going to be here for long. I'm hanging by a thread. And so um, a month later, I got let go because of COVID and LA really everything shut down. And I had gone back to Maine for the summer, spend the summer with my family. And I just like put something on Facebook about readings and healings. And it just like blew up. And so I got back to LA in October and 
I was like, why am I standing here in this rubble of my life? I have no job anymore. This relationship, I had just gotten out of a four-year relationship. I was devastated. And so that was really the point for me. It was just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this full time. I'm going to take the biggest risk I've ever taken on myself. I'm leaving everything behind. I packed up all my stuff, put it in storage and uh, essentially stayed with family for the next year. This is like, it was almost like the universe was giving me the opportunity, like, okay, you're not going to leave your job. We're going to do it for you. And so everything just kind of flowed after that. And I love how you intuitively kind of knew that it was coming almost like you're like, this is time. And then it, pushed you right into it. I love that. And I love that it's also only been since 2020, since you've gone all in and you've created so much and you have progressed so much in your business. How has it been for you? And I know we're going to, we're going to chat about the mastermind a little bit too, and how that impacted your journey, but overall, how has the journey been as a very intuitive healer in business? I feel like these worlds can sometimes collide in a way like or society tells us that they need to collide, right? That that you have to be like a, a super masculine business owner, entrepreneur, or you have to be an intuitive healer and not be savvy in business and not make money. And um, what has been your experience with that? Have you experienced that? And when what's that journey been like? Yes. Yeah. And I know we were talking about this um, yeah. before on our live, but I'm, I run very feminine. I'm very mm-hmm. flowy, very feminine. Um And so for me, starting a business was like, well, I don't even know where to start. Like, I guess I'm just going to share my creative ideas, but then, oh, can I really get paid for this? Because if I get paid for this, am I a fraud? Am I taking people's money? Like there's this whole stigma around being spiritual and getting paid for your, you know, work. So it took me a while to realize that it is an energetic exchange and I do deserve to get paid. Like I am helping people and opening up people's lives. I've seen incredible changes. Um, so I, the masculine part of it was really scary to me. I think it was like, can I do this? I don't know if I can really do this. Am I capable of it? Um, but you know, through working with you, I realized that I really can do it. I can do it. And, you know, setting the foundations of it have been crucial for my business. So yeah, I've experienced it all. I've experienced the ebbs and the flows so far, you know, very high, very low, um, you know, I've been on the floor crying on my knees and I always feel like at my lowest point is where the change happens is where the shifts begin to happen and like really stepping it's, it's hard to like do it alone when you don't have a lot of support in the physical world as well. Mm. So you have to be your number one cheerleader also, and you have to keep going through the challenging times. Yes. I, I I like to think you're not a real entrepreneur and you're not a real soul at entrepreneur. If you haven't been on your knees crying at least a few times. <laughs> um, and that's why we also get the support of coaches and masterminds. And I love that you pointed out too, is you have to be the first one that believes in you and shows up for you. And this is mm. so important in the topic of, yeah, cause we're going to talk about the mastermind a little bit in your experience there. Um, but you are most successful when you first believe in it. And it's like, then we meet in the middle and that's, I know from, from being your coach, that was our relationship. That is how we came together. It's like, you were standing up for yourself and we met in the middle and and joined and co-created. And that's what coaching really has to be. You can't go into coaching container and expect, okay, come wave your magic wand over my head and make everything just appear. You know, it's, it's a co-creation. It's a co-creation with 
the, you know, like us and the universe together, bringing everything together. So I love that you mentioned that, that it it really is like, you have to show up for you first and in a coaching container, of course, I can reflect your power that I see and your highest vision back to you and, and, and remind you of that, but you have to hold that first. So your journey to building a business as an intuitive and, and healer, like the masculine kind of strategic part was more difficult to begin. How do you see that now? I know now, of course, that you have the foundations down, you have a solid system for scaling and for your backend systems and all of that. Does the, because it it never really ends, right? Like we learn the strategy and it's always kind of tweaking and maybe we shift and learn something new and things like that. But how are you feeling these days in your masculine, like more of the planning, more of the structure, more of the systems, because in business, we really obviously need both, but do you still feel like there's some resistance there? Or do you feel like it's a, it's a nice bout, it's a nice flow together. Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's a really nice flow together. And I, I am starting to get like creative with the masculine side of it, Mm. creative with the planning, creative with it. And I think it's become more enjoyable for me and to see the feminine and masculine tie in together. It's like absolutely essential for me and my growth. Sarah, I'm so happy you actually said that. I interviewed someone on the podcast yesterday. It makes me think of this. And I, you probably know this quote because I feel like I say it all the time, <laughs> is learn the pr- rules like a pro so you can break them like an artist. Have I said oh, that yes. to you before? Yes. Probably. Yeah. And that perfectly describes that because when we're learning strategies, when we're learning systems, when we're learning how to launch all of these things, when we're learning and getting these foundations down, it's like, yeah, it's really helpful to have a process but what's beautiful is the more that you use it and and Sarah has launched like so many things this year. I've seen you launch yeah. a ton in the past <laughs> yeah. year. And so you've gotten experience. And so now you're getting to this place where it's like, ooh, I can have fun with it. I can kind of like allow it to be more flowy, allow me, allow the opportunity to infuse more of me into this process, into this kind of framework and the strategy. And that is such a beautiful part of expansion too, is then it comes down to like, tweaks, like little tweaks, little like marketing tweaks or content tweaks, and you're having more fun with it and seeing what works for you. So that is such a good point as well. But I'm so happy to hear that it's like flowing so much more naturally now. With the mastermind specifically, what was your favorite part about being in the Wealthy and Well Woman Mastermind? Yeah, I think there was a lot of things that I really appreciated. I mean, just the support from you, the support from the amazing community that you built and having those like-minded women there that were, um, you know, supporting one another, that were cheering each other on. And like, that is special. That is what we need Mm -hmm. because like what we were talking about before isn't really talked about like the times you are on your knees, the times you do need that support. And luckily I, you know, I had you there and I think, for me, it was, you know, that structure of my business of like, well, where do I go? So Mm -hmm. it was, it was just really important for me to lay down those foundations. So that was amazing for me to have you there at the times where I was celebrating and the times where I was crying was like amazing because I needed that support, you know, and it really just changed the way um, I moved forward. So it was like really special and really beautiful to invest in myself and to really say like, I am taking this seriously. I am going to do whatever I need to do to grow this. Yeah. That's such a beautiful point is just the act 
of investing in a higher mm-hmm. level container like that shifts the energy within you. It's that yeah. energy of saying, I'm going all in, I'm doing this, I'm committing to myself just through this energetic process. So what would you say to any to the woman who's looking at joining the Wealthy and Well Woman Mastermind? Follow your intuition. You know, what's that like saying, um, jump before you're ready, go before Mm. you're ready. That's like a hundred percent correct. You will never be ready. So you just have to go. Um, you know, if you're drawn to cat's magic, then yes, a hundred percent do it. It's going to change your life. It's going to change your business. It's going to give you the structure you need. It's going to give you community and, um, you know, go in a hundred percent. Don't go in Mm. being resistant about it. Go in 110%. If you're going to do it, I say, do it. I love that you said that part too, because when we are investing in things, one of the most important parts of the investment is the energy that we put behind it. So we're, if we're investing in our future, if we're investing in where we're going, the energy that you move into that is going to be so impactful in the rest of the journey. So do it with excitement, do it with the energy of this is going to be a pivotal moment in my life that I look back on and that I am so grateful for. Yeah. Um, what does being a wealthy and well woman mean to you? What does that look like in your life? Oh yeah, that is stepping into your truth. That is leadership. That is, um, sharing your gifts unapologetically. It is, um, I think I've said this, like being held in that like golden light of just energy and beauty. And, um, it's really, it's, it's being fierce and being courageous. And I always say like, you cannot walk courageously without walking alongside fear. You have to like, fear doesn't exist without being courageous. Mm. So it's, it's being that courageous person walking alongside fear and saying, yes, I'm scared, but I'm doing this anyways. I'm going to be the one to be that leader. Yes. A beautiful answer. I love that so much. Alignment, bold Mm. action, showing up for yourself, all of those things. I totally agree. Mm, Yeah. Where can our listeners plug into you, learn more about you? What do you have coming up? They can find me on Instagram at Sarah of the Light or my website, sarahofthelight.com. And I have a magical aura masterclass coming on 11-11. I'm going to teach you all the things about auras, how to see them, how to read them, um, how to make sprays, all that stuff. So that's great. And then I've got a light language training coming up in November. It's a four week sort of intro, um, learn more about it, have it in your life, um, break through some blocks. It's going to be magical. And I'm also teaching tarot starting January and I'm offering 2023 tarot readings in December. So those are some fun things I have coming up. Yay. Amazing. I'll link those in the show notes as well. So people okay. can find you in there. Sarah, I just love you. Thank you so much for oh. coming on and sharing your magic today. Oh my God. I love you so much, Kat. And thank you. I mean, you've just been such a beautiful part of my journey and I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm so blessed that we've met and I'm so blessed to be on this podcast. Thank you so much. I'm honored. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on today's episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. I am so grateful that you listened in. If you loved what you heard and you feel called to share, please go leave me a review on iTunes so I can make sure to keep all this good stuff coming your way. 
Also, share this episode with someone you think would absolutely love it, and I will be so grateful. That's how we spread the wealthy and well woman mission together. If you aren't already following me on social media, come and join me by following at Kat Sanuski. I would love to connect with you there, and I cannot wait to connect with you back here in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and shine as the wealthy and well woman you are.